I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome all in FFLs to the American Airlines Center for tonight's matchup between the visiting Minnesota Timberwolves and your Dallas Mavericks. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Preseason PD, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Mavs basketball in the AAC is back. Let's go for all 50 of us that were there. It was so great. I, I'm going to put it in the intro. Hopefully I remember, but I'm, I'm going to put it in the intro. Just hearing Sean Heath say, Dallas Maverick. Oh, just so great. Just hearing his voice again. Luka That's just It's just great hearing his voice again. Even though he was doing it for what? Like 20 media people, you know, yes. 50 Mavs employees <laughs> and the players. And that was kind of it. That was the only people in there. But yeah, it was good to hear that again. It was such a weird vibe in there tonight. I know, I mean, obviously no fans and all of that, but, uh, you know, there, like you said, there are a handful of us media, Mark Cuban setting courtside uh, by himself, basically, <laughs> uh, sent Marshall up in the stands Dancing. by herself <laughs> for the most part. Uh, and then Donnie Nelson was setting uh, courtside a couple rows up. And yeah, I, that was, I've, it was, I've never experienced anything like that before, but uh Got your own like wild. personal basketball game, basically. I know it, it was weird. It, it was so weird. You had to be on your guard as like a media member because they were putting media people on the jumbotron. Oh, I know. And I'm like, all right, am I am I eating like my gummy bears right now? I need to like put them away. <laughs> and uh, they had so many different cams. They had a dog cam. They had a red coat cam for like the security guards. They had like all this different these different type of cam cameraman cams. Uh, when normally it would be like fun fan ones, Lion but, King uh, cam, Titanic cam, all that, the good stuff. But uh, it it was a it was a crazy experience. I'm glad uh, I was fortunate to be able to be a part of that in uh, as a media member. And yeah, Mavs basketball's back in American Airlines Center in Dallas, and that's always a good thing. It's so back on today's show. Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks' final preseason game, give you some just overall thoughts of the preseason. I think there's a couple things we've learned. And there's a Mavericks lineup that just completely popped tonight. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that lineup that really stuck out. And then I want to start with Josh Richardson. I think that 100% fan approval rating, I mean, just absolutely fitting right in from day one. It seems like his defense is going to really change things for the Mavericks. It seems like he just came in and fit right away. We did our stock market yesterday, which, by the way, I think you can still go vote. There, there should be still time if you want to go vote on our stock market things from yesterday. So go listen to yesterday's pod and then go to at Lockdown Mavs on Twitter and vote for who you want to buy or sell stock in or which takes you want to buy or sell stock in. Uh, Josh Richardson will have a career year. That was one of our things yesterday. 96%, 280-something votes so far. And uh, 96%, the 4% of you that aren't taking Josh Richardson career year, I mean, get out of here. But it seems like he's fit in so well. He, in the preseason, is shooting just out of his mind. I mean, just absolutely out of his mind from three. I think he's 11 of 15. Game one, three of four. Game two, five of six. And in this final game, three of five. 
It's been it's been great. He had a real deep three in this game as well that I was kind of surprised. And even Jake Lehman, who was guarding him, was kind of surprised that he took it because he stopped and he started to close out, but then he stopped and he looked at him. He's like, he's not going to take this three. This is too far out. But Josh Richardson knocked it down. He's looked awesome, man. And give him the extension right now. Go <laughs> give it to him. Keep this guy long term. Yeah, all the reasons Dallas traded for him, I feel like he's been that and more in three preseason games. And you know, I can't help to just think about him and his, you know, in his future and his contract because, you know, imagine if he played out this season in Philly and he had another similar year and he's like, Well, this sucks because now now I have to like either opt out and see what kind of and now I mean he this one year in Dallas could be a major money making year for him that if he comes in and has a year like this uh, that we project him to have this I mean this could be massive for him and I, I thought you know a couple outside of his threes tonight he had a couple shots uh you know little floaters in yeah. the lane uh, right over people and man yeah defense wise um I I'm I'm anxious to see his like defensive moment uh because you know mm. they got him to guard you know opposing point guards to guard the lillards of the world the staffs whoever i'm anxious to see that first you know that first game against a team who has a good you know point guard a good scoring guard and we see richardson really play really good defense that it really pops to us and we're like dang, dang. we've been super excited about his offense look at you know him play defense against a Lillard or something like that so I think we're excited now but I think our excitement's going to get even higher when we see that happen yeah he hasn't even really had a signature moment yet right he's hit some of these threes he's been pretty solid on defense but he's kind of just really chill right I mean he his personality is kind of the same way he plays he's laid back he's not really demanding the ball he's you know he kind of lets the game come to him at least so far for the Mavericks when he had the ball in his hands in Miami, I think he was a little different, but it's working because the you know the Mavericks share the ball and Luca is gonna find you if you're wide open for three. Those shots that you mentioned, those little runners and floaters, he is so confident in that shot where he gets into the you know the mid range or he gets even into the paint and somebody you know a big man or somebody sags off of him enough, he's gonna hit that little floater. He's so confident in that shot and that's an important shot. Those are the type of shots that Kawhi Leonard's made you know so popular and you know. Kevin Durant makes so popular that, you know, they're just so effective if you're able to hit them consistently. But it's a tough shot to hit. And if he's confidently hitting those, that just tells me a lot about his skill as a player, I think. So we're gushing about Josh Richardson. He is probably going to get paid <laughs> this summer if he has a career year for sure. But it goes back to Luca's going to get some guys paid, right? And Josh Richardson yeah. is a great player, but he's just is his skill and everything that he brings to the table is just going to be accentuated because he's playing next to Luca. He's playing in this system. And I wonder what it looks like when Porzingis comes back, but I I feel really confident even more so now that he's just going to fit in. I mean that lineup of Luca, Porzingis, Hardaway, Richardson, and then whoever else. I mean put in like Dorian, put in Maxi, put in you know whoever else you want to put in there. <laughs> whoever else, Dwight, put anybody, in, put in Dwight, I guess. Just the four of those guys, th- that offense is going to be unstoppable. You have Luca yeah. who can cut into the teeth of, de- of the defense. You have Porzingis that can score on a mismatch. Luca can score on a mismatch, and you have Hardaway who's hitting these shots coming off of screens and hitting these pull up jumpers that we haven't seen before. You know, him hit consistently and Josh Richardson letting the defense come to him. He can attack closeouts and he can make some stuff happen. I mean, it's just, it's awesome to see this. I I was, <laughs> I'm still just shocked that the Mavericks got a pick in the Josh Richardson trade. 
for for Seth yeah. Curry. Like Seth Curry was not a starter on this Mavericks team for most of the year until they decided to go KP at the five, and then they brought Seth Curry in. He wasn't like one of these guys that were like, okay, he's a hundred percent for sure a starter. He wasn't, and yeah. A lot of people have talked about this trade and said, oh, it's the best trade because it was so good for both sides. And, yeah, it was good for the Sixers, too, and Curry's going to be great for them. But the Mavericks got the better player, and they got a pick, and they got Tyler Bay, who's looked pretty good, too. And Richardson's three years younger than Seth. uh, Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. You know, like, so – uh, but I'm glad you mentioned Tim Hardaway too, because you know after those first preseason games, you know we both had gotten a few tweets from some people who were like, ah, oh, that was just a one hit wonder from Tim. <laughs> and we talked about you know a few days ago, we're like, hey, just or, or I guess it was after game two overreactions, and we're saying, hey, don't like don't overreact to Tim Hardaway shooting. I'm glad he had a, a good night tonight, four or five uh, from three. Uh, he had 18 points on the night. I think he had eight of the first like 11 points yeah. uh, of the game for the Mavericks to start off on fire. And it's like you said, I mean, when you envision this offense with Luca, Luca, Josh and Tim, but then you add KP on top of that. And then whoever, I mean, I just want to throw Dorian in there because then you have Dorian and Josh Richardson. Both of those guys seem like they've hit it off. Great relationship wise. Yeah. And uh, that's your two, you know, tough defenders there. And plus man, KP don't put past KP that he's going to come in and defend the rim too. He's going to be, he's a way better rim defender than Dwight. Right. So he'll come yeah, in it, and, and add to that end too. And speaking of KP, you know, that was a- another thing of being in the arena tonight. You know, when the Mavs came running uh, running out of the tunnel and stuff, you know, KP was part with the team. KP was mm-hmm. in the warm-ups. KP was uh, there getting up shots and guarding Sham God. And, you know, he was even in the layup line and doing little layups and shooting threes and stuff like that. And, you know, normally it's like if a guy's for sure, you know, out, injured, like all that stuff. Um, you know, they're in a suit, they're you know just chilling, they're not even a part of that. I think that's a huge positive sign uh that he is uh, a <laughs> part of all of that. Not saying he's gonna be back, you know, tomorrow, but I thought that was a, a really cool and he was on the bench, man. He was so engaged with the team and um man, yeah, their team chemistry just now just watching them from a distance tonight. Now, I mean I would Obviously, preseason basketball is not the best basketball in the world. So I was just watching them <laughs> on the bench a lot, seeing how they're interacting uh, during timeouts and different stuff. And everybody just seems like they freaking love everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, man, does anybody not like anybody on this team? Because they all seem like they're great. Yeah, KP was definitely engaged. He was high-fiving people as they came off off the bench. There's, you know, the, the Bobon three at the end to, to win the game in overtime. You can see, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Porzingis because he has the warm-up on really tall white guy. You can see in the distance, it's, it's kind of pixely if you, because it's so far away, but he's p- fist pumping in the air. He's like standing up in front of everybody and he was all excited. It was cool to see. Uh, he really wants to play, right? He wants to play. Carlisle's oh, yeah. even said that he's pushed to play and wants yeah. to get in and wants to play, but the Mavericks are the ones that are holding him back, which is a good thing. So coming up, let's get into more about this game, break down some of the things that happened, some of the things we liked that we didn't like. There's a lineup that worked really well for the Mavericks. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, we both love Built Bar. You got your Built Bar today. I got my Built Bar package the other day. We love them. They're great. But... Built Bar has a new product called Built Go. If you're hitting a mental or physical wall somewhere throughout the day, Built Go is exactly what you need. They're these little 1.5 ounce packages. They taste exactly like a Built Bar. You really can't tell the difference. Just the texture is different between a Built Bar and then the Built Go. It's the best workout gel on the market. You get the five hour energy feeling without that same crash, three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. 
Built Go combines the energy gel with collagen protein, so you get all the good stuff you want. It's loaded with awesome stuff to ignite your workout. Built Go kicks kicks in to keep you going strong. Go to builtgo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Built Go, let's go. All right, Isaac Harris, let's continue talking about this game. The Mavericks, they lost the game. I don't think I even mentioned the, the score of care. any of the games. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, last game, I don't even think I mentioned if the Mavs won or lost because it doesn't matter. I think I think Rick would have voluntarily lost the game in regulations. <laughs> I so just keep getting – what, what year was it when it was a preseason game? It almost went into overtime, but one of the Mavericks hit a shot, and Carlisle – you know, somebody asked him, Carlisle, what were you thinking when it was about to go into overtime and somebody hit a shot? And he goes, thank God. <laughs> it's just it's the worst thing. And then in a different answer, he was like, he's like, I just didn't want it to go to overtime. He just he hates preseason overtime, which is just the funniest thing to me. But I think we all do. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> uh, the Mavericks did tonight too, because they did not play particularly well in, in overtime. So the Mavericks started Dwight Powell in this game again. Yes, they did. He played one shift less than the rest of the starters, though. And one shift. One shift. <laughs> like a, I mean, like a work. He clocked out. I could say five minutes less, but it's, <laughs> it's basically what it is now. That one shift was very noticeable, too. And that one shift was very noticeable. So we're going to talk about it. Dwight guarding Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, how many? I mean, you play Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and T- Towns like all in a row. How many of these big men do we have to see? Before something happens with, you know, with Dwight Powell, there's certain lineups he'll be okay starting against, but it's not these last two teams. I mean, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just like set me up like that on this. Um, Trash him. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he str- I, I think you, you it, have to admit he struggled though. Yes, he definitely struggled against Towns for sure. Uh, I thought Maxi would be the better. Uh, matchup uh, for Towns and some of these athletic um, or most of the athletic centers in in the league, but um, there, I yeah, um, the Mavericks like the rim rolling presence that Dwight brings, and I, I don't even, uh, I don't maybe, even think it's about that anymore. I, I think I don't, maybe maybe he's still coming back from like the injury. He's definitely coming back from injury. We have to still give him some kind of benefit of the doubt. He's coming back from a literal Achilles injury. However, I'm glad, I'm glad this ain't a video pod. <laughs> however. <laughs> The Mavericks are still starting him, right? And some people think that, you know, like Richard Mavs draft was saying that they th- he thinks that they're going to change the starting lineup when the regular season rolls around and Dwight won't start. But I don't know about that. I think when KP comes back, they'll change starting lineup. But even if Dwight starts next to KP, it takes away some of the issues, but it doesn't take away all the issues. And Dwight, I, we haven't seen Dwight really play in the role that makes him look good. So we're seeing all these negatives. It's it's all around. It's all around the. It's basically the conversation we had two years ago, where we're saying Carlisle changed yeah. his role, and you know, <laughs> saying. But Car- he looks good when he's playing with a point, a pick and roll point guard. You have the best in the league with Luca, and he's struggling a little bit. That that's one of my only worries of coming off the bench that we don't have, you know, a three years ago JJ Barea running the, you know, who's an amazing pick and roll player that could run pick and roll with him. If you put Dwight on the in the bench unit with Brunson and them, can Brunson run the pick and roll as effective as like a Berea to maximize Powell in the pick and roll? I don't know. 
That's that's part of the issue as well. I think that we haven't seen Dwight necessarily in the role. He still it still feels like he's coming back. They haven't really used him in this in the sense that would maximize his abilities. And so if you if you're not using a guy like that to maximize his abilities, the other things are going to stand out. The negatives are going to stand out way more because the positives aren't shining through, right? If Dwight was scoring 10 points a game on, you know, five rolls and you know, getting some, you know, hustle rebounds and things like that, we'd, we'd be all excited about it. And, and some of the negative things we would just shake off, but he's not doing those things. Like he's not getting there. Yeah. He had one rolling like bucket tonight. He scored, he scored eight points. He actually had three assists. He had some pretty good passes in this game, but I think yeah. that the, the Mavericks aren't able to use him in those ways. He's still coming back. And I think the big thing is the Mavericks want to bring Maxi off the bench still. They're really committed to that because that second unit of, Burke and Brunson and then James Johnson and Josh Green. If you put Dwight in there instead of Maxi, that changes that second unit so much. You take away a spacer in Maxi. Maxi has been one of the Mavs best shooters. I <laughs> mean, he was 4 or 6 in this game. He's been pretty good throughout the preseason. And it takes away a floor spacer. It takes away the defense as well from the second unit. And so you're kind of weighing the options if you're Carlisle. Do I want to start this guy? But then my second unit is just going to really struggle because we need space for these two guards. I mean, the, what did, what did Josh Richardson call them? The little fish, the little, the, the, the water bugs, the water bugs, we, the little fish, the little fish. We need space for the water bugs to, to go off, you know, Brunson and Burke and Maxi can bring that kind of space. And if he's not there, then all of a sudden your shooters are Dwight, which is not good. James Johnson, who is, you know, okay, but not great. Josh green, who's still kind of unproven. And then you have your two guards. So they need the shooting in the second unit. They they need for that unit to work well. And the Mavericks have killed pe- killed teams with their second unit throughout the last couple of years. I mean, that's one of the things yeah. that the Mavericks have really done well with is create these second units that go out and just destroy other second units. So I think uh, that's the big reason for Carla. I don't think it's even necessarily about Dwight. <laughs> it's more about what Maxi can bring to that second unit. Yeah. Yeah, that second unit specifically – Something I'm watching moving forward is the teams who have like a Lou Williams type. You saw it tonight with Anthony Edwards, who I thought um, this was his best like NBA moment so far at the preseason. Good. I thought he played really well tonight, uh, offensively and defensively, just everything about it. But it also highlighted something that I was kind of worried about of uh, a b- other teams' bench units who have scoring guards like Edwards tonight or a Lou Williams uh, for the Clippers because Brunson and Burke, they're not lockdown defenders, you know? So I am curious. They're both kind of smaller. They're the water bugs, right? They'll be a lot of yep. fun offensively, but defensively, can Josh Green? I was wanting Rick to put Josh Green on Edwards more tonight in that second unit, but he didn't. Uh, and so I wonder if Josh Green will be that guy who continues to. I think Josh Green still looks solid, solid yeah. for for a rookie in, in a preseason. But I wonder if Green will be that guy that will take the opposing team's like bench unit, you know, main score or something defensively. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely gonna you know morph into that role or at least prove that he can he can do that role. So. That's what I think about Dwight and, and Maxi. I think that's the whole thing with that. Obviously. But you, you were going to say there was a lineup tonight, though. The lineup, the is, the lineup yeah. that popped, though, with about three minutes and 30 seconds left in the first half. Or, yeah, yeah, about three minutes left in the first half. The Mavericks were down by, uh, the Mavericks were down, down three. It was 56 to 59. And then the starters were on. 
Carlisle subs in Dwight, you know, Dwight and Maxi. So Maxi goes into the game. And then the Mavericks go on a 14-2 run, and they're up seven at halftime in the last three minutes. They go on this run. And I thought it was kickstarted by the defense looks so different when you have Maxi instead of Dwight. You have Maxi who's just I think he's just way smarter of a defender than Dwight is. He has he has better shot blocking instincts, obviously. He's just a better, you know, defender all around <laughs> in space no, he, at the rim. Is, I mean, yeah. he just he just is. And so And he can guard on the perimeter. And he can guard on the switch. perimeter. So it changes things because then all of a sudden you have Maxi, who's a positive defender. You have Josh Richardson, who's a positive defender, and then Dorian, a positive defender, and then even Luca and Tim Hardaway. Who, if you have three positive defenders around them, they're guarding the fourth and fifth best players on the floor, and so they're going to be okay. There was times when, like, Dwight is smaller than Luca. When you, when you see him on the floor, Luca is just is a bigger person. You know, weight issues aside, he's just a, a bigger, thicker person than Dwight, and so Dwight really just gets pushed around by some of these, you know, bigs. That he's gonna have to guard. And Maxi subbing into that unit just changed it so much. And I think hopefully that will be the some kind of closing lineup until KP comes back, right? If the Mavericks yeah. need a run, if they need to, you know, finish out a game, I hope that that's the lineup that they go with because that lineup looks so great. There's the spacing is awesome in that that lineup. Everybody can hit a three in that lineup. Everybody can, I mean, everybody can can do something off the dribble too we've seen maxi a couple times be able to put the ball on the deck if he needs to he's been open so much from three because of the spacing because of the other guys that need attention that he hasn't had to put it on the deck as much but i love that lineup i thought it looked awesome and i hope that that's the closing lineup for the mavs i uh, maxi i still feel like is still like our hidden gym that I, I just hope like other teams just don't see <laughs> <laughs> i think he's one of the best contracts in a league i think you know any of these teams who have all of their money on wing positions or guard positions and they're like just trying to do the bullpen thing <laughs> at, at the center position if i was those teams i'd be calling dallas every day and be like all right what can we get for maxi and because <laughs> i think even in this short preseason he might have improved even more so uh i hope that he doesn't leave dallas because i think he's a very key piece yeah and carlisle agrees with that too He's, yeah. he's mentioned that in preseason. All right, coming up, let's talk about some of the other guys that made an impact, some of the end-of-the-bench guys. We'll talk more about uh, Tyrell Terry, what we've thought about him. We'll talk about Josh Green. We'll talk about some of the end-of-the-bench guys that we think have either made an impact or are either going to be out of the rotation or maybe have earned a rotation spot so far in the preseason. All right, Isaac Harris. So last thing on, on Maxi. Uh, I think Josh Bowe on Twitter put put it that we need to start thinking about Maxi as Jason Terry. We always think of that six man role as a guard that scores, but I think Maxi is is the six man of this team in a defensive sense, right? In the way that they want to use him. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think we have to start until thinking KP's about him in that back. role. Yeah, until KP's back. I, yeah. I know it's kind of hard to say, like. Um, six man because like when i think of six man i think of like scoring you know like even right. like a four like Montrez harold you know like he averaged what 18 20 points a game last year as a as a big and maxi doesn't score like that but uh he really is kind of like a swiss army knife though for for his size and rick has praised it so many times like you don't have many guys like this in the league who could guard on the perimeter who can you know defend the rim Guard a guy like Towns. I mean, I thought he guarded him, you know, pretty well. And yeah. chased, you know, had the chase down block and everything. But while we're talking about the second unit real quick, I want to mention this about James Johnson. 
before the game, another thing I like to watch before the game is like player interactions with other team, with the other team and coaches and stuff. I can't tell you how many players from the Timberwolves and members of the coaching staff just one after the other came over hugging James Johnson, you know, dabbing him up, talking to him for a bit. It was just like a, a rotating. It's like a parent teacher conference. They just kept on <laughs> like in and out talking to him. And I think that speaks volumes because we've talked about James Johnson, like on this team and to see the other team, he only spent what four, I mean, 14 games, yeah. I think mm-hmm. in Minnesota is, is a short time there, but to just see how many of those players and members of that coaching staff, went out of their way to like greet him and talk to him and all that stuff. I think that that shows you a little bit of, you know, what he meant to that locker room, what he can mean to the Mavericks locker room too. Yeah. That stuff is cool. You have any other thoughts about the in arena experience? I think we could talk about that. What was, what was it like? You said you were kind of like one of the only people in there, but they, they did some of the regular game ops things, right? They still had Sean Heath there doing the announcing. They still had different cams and stuff. What else was going on? The noise was wild because I even tweeted out like how you know asking people on Twitter I'm like how did it sound from the broadcast because it was loud. I don't want to be like I don't want to okay I didn't want to be the uh, like old man get off my lawn but <laughs> it was pretty dang loud and uh, uh, from being in the arena and I'm like dang I wonder how loud it is <laughs> on TV because uh, that's you, you might not be able to hear it in my voice because. You know, we had mask on the whole time, obviously. And like anytime I interact with anybody, it was like that on top of the in arena music or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like I, I was just yelling. I felt like most of the time. So um, and the distance. I know, yeah, and we were, you know, we were spaced out, uh, you know, eight feet from from each other. The the media who were there, and so yeah, that um, in arena stuff was weird. Uh, but it was it was weird, but it was like normal too because. You know, even like you said, Sean, he's saying that, you know, saying everything uh, kept the kind of routine going. The space around the court, you know, we were in the bubble. So it, that was just really weird to see because, I mean, there was an empty space uh, all the way around the court, probably 10, 15 feet. I mean, huh. it was just, it was crazy seeing how much space there was all the way around the court. They had new, you know, chairs uh, for the bench. Like each chair on the bench was spaced out, and then it had like a a thing behind, like connected to it that had like a pack, like almost like a first aid kit. It looked like, but with like hand sanitizer and all this different stuff on it. Two things you get on Locked On Mavericks: parking lot talk and new chairs talk. You get you get to know <laughs> yeah, the chairs in the parking lot. I was, <laughs> I was sitting there watching uh, Luca flip his water bottle. Uh, a ton and <laughs> celebrating. Uh, I'm sure y'all have all seen the memes of him grabbing the camera and stuff. And uh, he was just having a blast. But yeah, it was a it was a weird experience. But I'm anxious to see what it looks like. You know, when the regular season gets going too, and uh, if anything, you know, what you can iron out, I guess. But it, it, when the Mavericks ran out on the court, I told you this before. The Mavericks run out on the court. Obviously, there's no fans to cheer them, and it's just like Mavs.com people up there going, Whoa! It's like Bobby and Mike and myself and Lizelle and Becca. And everyone, like, with, hey, go, everyone that had no go. journalistic integrity, basically. <laughs> like, go, go Mavs! <laughs> and uh, we were the only people in the arena but <laughs> that were cheering. That's pretty funny. Uh, all right, so what about what about some of these end-of-the-bench guys? What, what, are, what have we seen from – you know, we talked about Josh Green. I think that – He's looked really solid. He just looks, he kind of looks Dorian ish to me in the sense that he doesn't really make a ton of mistakes. He's made some pretty good passes. He'll hit a three if he's, you know, open and he, 
you know, he hit one tonight. He was, he's over for the rest of his shots, but he'll hit a three. He'll make some good passes. He'll play defense, which is exactly he's 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 exactly as advertised, basically. And I've been pretty satisfied with his play. Anyone else stick out yeah. to you? I mean, is it is it bad that I want Courtney Lee on this team over Iwandu? No, oh, I know. Courtney Lee hitting that three, the bench went so wild. That was oh, so Oh my great. gosh. And that was another thing. I was watching Courtney Lee in the warm-ups. You know, he, he came out with the team. I'm like, we were texting a few days ago. I'm like, all right, you know, where's Courtney Lee been? Thought they were gonna um, give him a chance. Know. Yeah, you know, he got a little little burn there, but everybody just loves him. Luca loves him. Everybody I mean, it's kinda like a you know, another JJ Barrett type thing. But uh I'll be curious. That's something I'm watching. I mean, they could you know, they're gonna have to decide, you know, pretty soon. I mean we all assume that, you know, it'll be Lee that will be waived uh, here in the next, you know, day or so. How but wild would that be if they get rid of JJ, who has not signed with another team yet, by the way, and then they they keep him a Wandu instead. And then they bring in Courtney Lee to replace J.J. Barea, but then they cut Awandu instead of, and keep Courtney Lee. That would be so weird. It, yeah, it, it would be a, a weird uh, set of moves. But I love Courtney Lee. I, lo- I love him on this team. But I think it's just, you know, keeping er- expectations in check for the rest of the guys. You know, the Tyrell Terry's, you know, Tyler Bay, which be on the lookatmaps.com, a piece on Ooh. Tyler Bay should be out today. Um you know, Nate Hinton's of the world. We've talked about that. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much we're going to see of them. I think it's one of those things, if we're seeing a lot of them, then that's saying something about the Mavericks <laughs> and how good they are. Uh, but maybe in some blowouts, you know, there'll be a, a, a fun victory cigar. Bobon, Tyrell Terry, Tyler Bay, Nate Hinton. That will be a, a, a fun victory cigar lineup to look forward to. But I, w- I really want to see what the big man stuff shakes out to be. And and Willie and you know the Willie Dwight Powell, you know Maxi, you know does Willie get any solid minutes on this team? I'm very intrigued by that. And will Dallas, if they view Willie and Dwight Powell in the similar type of like skill set, will there be a moment to where Willie cuts into Dwight Powell's minutes at all? That will be something I'm really intrigued about. Yeah, Dwight has so much stock built up in this organization that i think i know it'd be hard but yeah that'll be interesting to see for sure uh tyro terry i want to talk about for a second because i think a lot of people have sort of turned on him there's a lot of people that said at the beginning oh man he could come in and replace seth and we were even super high on him potentially coming in replacing what seth curry brought and he's a good enough shooter and yeah he's a good enough shooter we know that but I'm not going to use this preseason to say that he's not an NBA player, right? That he's not. Oh, no. But heck no. But this did not this preseason did not help me think that he's going to be effect an effective player right away. I think he's going to take a year, maybe two, especially since he didn't get a summer league, didn't get a full training camp, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I I'm now not thinking that he's going to contribute much to this team this year. But I mean he but he was never gonna I mean he was never gonna play over Brunson or Burke. No, but I mean, there's I mean, there's a chance that he comes out and all of a sudden it's just a sharpshooter looking good. You know, he it's like, man, he might cut into some of those guys' minutes, right? If he came out and looked really good like that, we'd have this would be a different conversation, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. We'll see. I I never thought he would take I think I'm more I don't really care what people are saying about Terry because he's going to take time and whatever. I've seen some fans debate about Jalen Brunson after a few preseason games and I'm not worried about Brunson right now. Let's 
I mean, he's coming off his own injury too, like Dwight, Dwight did. And uh, I want to, yeah, I, I want to give it more time for Jalen Brunson before we're like, oh man, is he, you know, this and that. So Jalen Brunson, I mean, how many times was he going to just drive straight into <laughs> Nas Reed or, just, you know, even, even, uh, towns and just try and get something make something happen i mean we got to change up what we're doing there but see that's not like a talent thing to me that's a rust type thing that is yeah, a getting back the in the groove and yeah feel of the game and get, keeping the offense going and just decision making and seeing where you're at again i think that stuff will iron out it, i don't for me it, it's not a talent thing for brunson no yeah i i have no questions about him he had a one bad game he had a really good game in game one didn't look as great in game two Looked bad in game three, but, you know, it's preseason. He just came back. He hasn't played since March. Did he play in March? I mean, <laughs> forever ago, it seems yeah, like. I don't know. So, all right, there you go. That's some thoughts. Monday we'll be back with more shows talking about, hopefully we'll have a, a guest on to talk about the preseason, talk about some of our overreactions, talk about that. If you haven't, go ahead to at Mavs on Twitter and vote on some of our NBA stock things if you want to do some buying and selling get your stock for some of these teams so subscribe to the podcast and guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom and told me about a very good candy i've never tried before huh? <laughs> get a load of this i've never had mike and ike's mike and ike's i've never even heard of that yeah. So they're like they're like fruity. They're the texture of hot tamales, oh, but they're fruity gotcha. like Starburst. I've heard of yes, them. I've heard of them. I've I, never had Mike and Ike's before. Kind of kind of a jelly bean yes. kind of a feel. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that gets stuck in all your teeth and <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. I hope Dr. Talgani, my dentist, isn't listening right now. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I went to town on him after I got a box of him at Target know. last night. Yeah. Well, if a candy's gonna get stuck in my teeth, I want it to Mike be milk. This dude here. <laughs> Oh, the greatness of Mike and Ike's. Thank you, Jalen Brunson. (laughs) All right.